0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of The Klingers Have Spoken. I'm Joel Klinger. Along with me is Michael Klinger, and we just watched the seventh episode of season 43 of Survivor. Michael, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good, man. Uh, Another good episode of Survivor. A little something different, something something a little unusual that we hadn't seen before. Uh, The longest immunity challenge ever. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. You know, it is new Survivor, so... Can't really complain about that. Uh, not not particularly uh, bummed about the outcome, you know. So it, it was a good it was a good episode.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a very dynamic episode, full of lots of things, lots of good, interesting things. I thought starting with um, the splitting into pairs, right, and doing and doing that. Like I thought that, was, and they all pegged it. They were like, "Yeah, this is a social experiment, and no one wants to say like Yeah, I want to be with this person." you know like no one wants to say that so they're just like all right we'll just do rocks i we've never seen anybody just do rocks like normally right
1: uh i'm not sure if we have or not i can't i cannot speak to that off the top of my head
0: but i thought that was interesting they were like yeah let's just let's choose to do rocks and then they like the production team like ramped up the the music like the really like you know uh epic music while they were holding out the rocks that they had just painted themselves and they made this thing. Um, So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, They split really interestingly, I thought. Like, most of them were already with their tribe outside of, like, Sammy and Noel. And there was one other one that didn't make it very far. Janine and her partner. Forget who that is. Um, But, man, can we talk about, like, Gabler and Owen, you know? Like, they kind of rocked that.
1: Uh, Gabler, he's a challenge beast, you know, uh, he's, he's motivated by so many people and his, his dog and so many things, uh, his furry faced son, as he referred to, to his dog. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Gabler is, uh, they're going to have to vote him out. He might, he might win immunities the rest of the way here and they won't get a chance to. So watch out for Gabler. He's got, he's got dad strength. I, I feel like that bucket challenge is like a dad strength. Yeah. challenge like it's 25% of everybody's body weight so just having like strong hands strong forearms and like a desire and a will like can get you a really long way so yeah gabler you got to watch out from all gabler he's coming for you he's getting you know, he's getting back down and he's going to he's going to pounce on somebody
0: you know michael i can't help but notice but you're digging a little extra today you know what's what's motivating that? You know who who's behind that? What are you thinking of right now? Uh,
1: I just want to I just want to put on for my team. I, you know, my senior year high school we were we were uh, we had to win the last game of the season to make the playoffs and uh, football and and I, I was the manager on that team and you know I just I have to think if I had just done a little bit of a better job. Uh, screwing the face masks onto helmets or handing the water out better, we would have made that goal line stand uh, and the refs wouldn't have called the game against us. And I've, I've honestly really regretted that for a long time. And this podcast is my opportunity to make that right. And so that's really what I'm playing for today.
0: Wow, what a personal story that comes out here on this podcast. You know, this is why you come out here. This is why you sign up, you get microphones, you come out here and you talk about Survivor. What a, what a cool thing, you know, and I have very different reasons and it's just very, it's very intriguing, you know, it's, it's very meaningful, you know, I just want to, I also, this podcast is also for Noelle, you know, cause she really fought through that net and there's just, you know, that really inspired me to get on this podcast and really bring my A game, you know? Um, So I just want to put all that out there. Uh, We'll come back 20 minutes later and we'll see what's motivating us then. Um, But I thought that was interesting. Second part of that. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of a clown edit, like the, the cuts with all of that stuff. And then it transitioned into his like serious, like, no, I was, I, I'm, I'm doing this for these people. And they made that like a serious moment, which I don't know if they meant to give him a clown edit. But like, that's how it kind of like, that's how it felt to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain doing those things. But
1: I think it's because we've already seen Gabler be made fun of in the edit and referring to himself as Ali, Ali Gabler. And, uh, you know, Owen was referring to him as that bull in, the China, in a China shop earlier. And the joke seems to be that Gabler is not a good social player and he's hard to deal with. And then he has this moment, and it's like, uh, okay, I mean, I guess, I guess we like Gabler, but also he's hard to deal with. That's just the complexity of people. I feel like that's what Survivor does now. They used to have really static characters. Uh, It's like, this is a good guy. This is a bad guy. Uh, This is a weird girl. Uh, This is an old man. And now it's just, you are one of those things, a different one every episode. You just don't know what's going to happen. Everybody makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you root for them, makes you disgusted. All of it
0: the only the only exceptions to that are if you're a harasser or if you're a racist then no you'll the the twitter fam will just blast you you'll get a bad edit and you're done you're written off as if you were never there
1: you know i actually have to disagree with that like even dan like they showed him having a really sweet moment with his son at the loved ones visit in 39 like he wasn't painted really as a static character he seemed that's why it was so weird when he did get removed from the game because it was just like... It
0: was very abrupt.
1: Y'all could have basically, you know, un- way given him a way under edit and painted right. him totally purple. And instead, he was kind of a main character throughout the season. And so that was really weird. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like, I get it. People are complicated. But come on, come on, Survivor. I'm still mad about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, it's very interesting to me because, like, I feel like if this was 20 seasons ago, he would be getting a very Philip-esque edit. You know, like, and now it's kind of like Gaylor's getting a lot of confessionals where what he's saying, like, makes sense. We may, like, judge him and think he's bad at the game, but his logic, like, makes sense for him. You know, he's not, like, a bad person. He's not, like, a complete idiot. It's just, like, this is a very eclectic way of playing a game, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, hard for him to get, like, a Philip or Tarzan edit because he's not walking around in his underwear constantly. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think they cast people really like that anymore. Like, they don't cast just absolute crazy people anymore or at least they try not to like they're not casting debbies anymore Uh, they're not casting those kinds of people you know and gabler like he's the weirdest guy on the season so they have to do something to make him look that's his like defining characteristic uh, is that he's a weird guy for this season that's how he's set apart from everyone else so they're trying to make lean into that i feel like I feel like if we met Gabler in real life, we would think he was just a normal 55 year old guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally think so. And he's a heart doctor, right? If we met him and like he's, we got, we, if he, if I walked into a room and I didn't know him on Survivor and he started talking to me about like what my heart surgery is going to look like, I'd be like, yeah, dude, sick. Sounds good. Carve me up, you know? Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. I feel like the whole thing is just like it's tough to be in your fifties and playing Survivor with a bunch of twenty-year-olds, right? It's a whole different kind of game. You're you got it's like a whole another level, a whole another like social level. You gotta you gotta figure out, and that's difficult. Um, and honestly, I think the Gabor's odds of making it to final tribal are pretty good at this point, to be honest. Because um, like. I don't think anyone's gonna think he's a threat. Like Owen was talking about like, man, I kinda wanna get Gabler out, but they're gonna have higher priorities than Gabler next next week, right? Like they're gonna have to like restructure the whole field of the game and not just take out a guy that's kind of annoying, right? So like I think the Gabler could easily make the top three.
1: Yeah, I definitely think we're moving into threats. Uh, time to get the threats out. Like I feel like between 10 and seven and six is really where you do try to get the top four, top five threatening players out. So if he's still around after next week, like I think he's probably a good bet to make the final three because you're, you're going to see people wanting to get rid of Cody. You're going to see people wanting to get rid of Noel. You're going to see people wanting to get rid of Jesse. You're going to see people want to get rid of Carla I mean, that's four right there who would beat Gabler in the final tribal. So, yeah, I think Gabler is a good bet to make the final three at this point. I think potential GOATs we're looking at right now. We got Gabler. We got Janine. I don't know how people feel about Sammy, really. Uh, I don't know if he's kind of getting like a Xander-type, you know, uh, reception. So I don't really know, but... You know, it seems to me like Gabler and Janine are front runners for goats. James kind of seems like, I don't really know that people are scared of James, even though they know he has a, uh, if if you're scared of him, you would have tried to vote him out tonight because mm-hmm. you know everyone knows he has a knowledge power. He, he found it in front of four other people. So right. word is out. Everyone knows if you're really afraid of James or viewed him as a threat, you would have voted him out tonight. Uh, which is what Noelle wanted to do, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, Jesse seems like he's not really in with, in with Vessie, and Cody is, seems like he's just kind of a free agent too. So Vessie seems scrapped at this point. It seems like Jesse and Cody have a working relationship, but there's not a threesome there.
0: Yeah, like it's it's Cody and Jesse. I feel like are a pair, and then. Everything else is kind of scrambled, and then I would say Carla and James are a pair. Outside of that, it's all kind of like chaos. You know? Like everybody's kind of playing their own game, which I freaking love. Like I have no idea how this is gonna go down. You know? Like, and that's that's where I wanna be at this stage in the game, right? I don't wanna see freaking Redemption Island, two tribes like go at it and just whittle each other down, you know? Like I wanna I wanna watch chaos. I wanna watch relationships change. I want to watch trust be broken, you know, like that's what I want to watch. Um, and it's pretty, pretty, uh, exciting. Um, cause I guess like this, this week, it kind of looks like, okay, well, Jesse and Cody are going to go with blue tribe and then they're just going to knock everybody out. But I, I would be shocked if that's actually how it plays out. You know, like that, that seems highly unlikely.
1: Yeah, it does. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it, that's kind of the good thing about it is week to week. You don't really see it's like, well, if so-and-so flips, then it's going to go this way. It's it. There's not just like two tribes and somebody ride in the middle. It's, it's kind of free for all. It also makes it very hard to, I feel like it's hard to know what happened in the episode. You know, I feel like I just got done watching the episode and I, I get the things like I get that. Dwight was holding Janine's idol or advantage or whatever she had. And that was a a thing at the end that we need to talk about in a minute. But yeah, I don't really, like, it's hard for me to tell who's together, really. Like, I can see, like, two people that liked talking to you. Like, Jesse and Cody are together. Jesse and Carla are together. Uh, But I don't really know, like, what else, like, where the tribal lines are. Uh, And now that I've brought it up, we can talk about the weird end of tribal council. So Dwight is getting votes. Dwight thinks he's going home. He says to Janine, I got you. I got you. While the votes are being read, Janine says, no, you're fine. But then as votes continue to come in for Dwight, she puts her hand out like she's receiving an idol from him. Like she's trying to get her idol back. And I don't think we know if she got it or not. The look on her face said she didn't, but I don't know.
0: I didn't even comprehend that whole situation. So thank you for bringing that up. I Wow. Yeah. That's a whole. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. For Janine, if she lost her idol, these last two tribals have gone like worst case scenario. Like, I mean, she lost her best ally and then she just lost her idol and didn't use it. Like, that's, man. Man, that's brutal.
1: She, it was really weird because she was trying to make it look like she was comforting Dwight. But her hand was back and it was, you know, Joel can see this, our listeners can't. I'm like cupping my hand up and like, it was like kind of in front of Dwight, like, yo, put it in. So what I think is going to happen is at the beginning of next episode, we're going to get a Janine confessional where either she says, I tried to get my idol back from Dwight, and he didn't give it to me. <laughs> or we're gonna see like a zoomed-in flashback uh, of that transaction, yeah. which would be really interesting because I don't think that's ever happened. I didn't even know that was allowed to happen. The fact that she was reaching for it tells me that it it must be allowed, or it's not allowed, and that's why Dwight didn't give it to her, or what. But I don't know. It was weird. Um, Because, so I found out, uh, Ricard Foyer tweeted out this week. Um, that
0: they take that stuff.
1: Yeah, you don't get to keep it. So Dwight's getting voted out. He doesn't get to keep it as a souvenir. So if he kept it and didn't even try to give it back to Janine, then it's kind of like... <laughs>
0: Just like a really mean move. <laughs>
1: like you should have, you should have had my back there. Better. I mean, I don't know. You should have rallied for me. Or,
0: but also, whatever. I mean, like maybe he does. Is he even? Is that crossing his mind? I feel like what's crossing his mind is like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> like I feel like maybe that thought doesn't even like cross his mind, right?
1: Yeah. Except for the words that he said first that we saw was, "I got you." He said, I got you to her, which doesn't tell me like, especially because he wasn't going to the jury. He wasn't saying like, I got you. If you make it, I'm voting for you. That wouldn't be on the table. I got you would have had to meant here. I think I'm out. Uh, They didn't take your idol. Let me slip it to you real quick. But then Janine said, no, I think you're fine is what she said to him at first. Yeah, which is the second the tribal. Being read.
0: In a row that she said that exact thing. Right. Right.
1: And she has no reason to say that unless she legitimately doesn't think Dwight is going home because Dwight's holding her idol. That which, she needs I mean, back.
0: She didn't have any idea. Like it, she was clear with all the all the yellow tribe people. She was like, "Well, okay, Vessie's obviously not going to flip on each other. There's no way Dwight's going home." And then they did, right? So it's like, in her mind, she had all the votes locked up, even more so than last time. But you just, I mean, man, that's chaos. See, I feel like when they made the knowledge is power, this is what was meant to happen. You know, scrambling, too much scrambling, just absolute chaos from one thing where one guy or girl can ask, one person, one question, and get one advantage. That's crazy. Yeah. If someone has a knowledge as power, unless I'm the only one with a public advantage in the game, I'm kind of like, whatever, I'll just hold it. I don't care.
1: I'm shocked at James telling like at least four people that he has the knowledge power. The whole point of you having it is that other people don't know you have it so that when you need it, you can use it. Like, I know all of these people watched the last two seasons like, because they've been talking about it. Like, Dwight was like, since this, this point of the game, it's probably knowledge is power. Like, Dwight straight up said that. And, like, I don't know why James decides that he needs to go and tell everyone this. And, like... Yeah, I totally am with you. Like, it adds another variable to each tribal that it's in play because they can have a scene where people are passing stuff around <laughs> frantically trying to get rid of this thing. But then, like, the more chaos that brings about that, the more you can just straight up vote someone out who has an idol because you're not worried about them playing it because it's not in their possession. And so, like, that's the, that's the you know thinking three moves ahead on the on the knowledge is power so first step knowledge is power somebody can take something step two oh snap we got to move stuff around step three oh that person gave their idol to dwight to hold we should vote them out but of course no one cares that janine is still in the game and she's not a threat so why vote (laughs) her out
0: (laughs) poor janine man poor janine she had like a number one ally and an idol going into the merge and just, I mean, she's the bottom of bottoms right now. Um, even, lo- like, she's lower than Gabler at this point.
1: Goat central. Uh,
0: um, so, like, this would be the first time that a knowledge's power would actually work, correct? Like, if he did play it successfully. Because I actually think that he's probably going to play it incorrectly. I feel like he's going to play it on Gabler because Gabler said that he has an idol. And I... I still don't think James knows about the bracelets thing for with the idols because he told Carla who has an idol because of the of the beads and he told Cody who has an idol because of the beads right so I still think that he may everybody else may know but I don't think he knows
1: well Cody said in a confessional during that scene he said I don't like that James has knowledge power because James knows that I have an idol.
0: Oh, did he say that? That's
1: what, that's what Cody said. So I think Mm. James is just like not doing a good job at survivoring on this episode.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. I feel like maybe if he doesn't tell them that he gets voted out because he, he would, everybody at camp already knew that he had something. And it's like, I feel like he was like, I'm going to buy trust with this. And he that's exactly what he did. Like, I feel like after having a guy come up to you and say, yeah, it's the knowledge is power. And you're like kind of weighing your options. Like, can I trust this person? And they just straight up tell you that they have a knowledge is power, especially if you already have an idol. Then like, you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess James is rocking with us. You know, like, I guess why would he give us that information if he views us as, like, opposites, you know, as as foe. Um, So I thought that was, I actually thought that was a good play by James. Uh, And he didn't tell, I don't think he told the yellow tribe, but he told, like, the people that voted with him, he told. And I thought that was interesting.
1: I thought it was really weird that there was four people there when James pulled the like bottle out of the well and read the note and then the other three just like let james have it they didn't even watch him get it
0: yeah i would have been like they just, just i would have been like okay and then i would have told like noel like they told noel and noel was like oh shoot and i was thinking noel was just gonna like scramble back up to like camp and just chill there that's what i would do right like make sure that like if he goes for it we know that he's going for it even if we're not there. Like just like you've got to watch that. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean the fact that not a single one of them tried to beat James back to it because we would have seen that if that happened. If there was a race to it, we would have seen it. There wasn't Dwight's over there with his alliance. Like, yeah, we, uh, we found a, a clue to an advantage in the well and i think james has it now
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's (laughs) like like, they're like so who wait who has it and they're like oh james saw it and we saw it but james saw it first and it's like but i mean you could still go get it right like if i was in their lines i was like but like that's not that's not how that works like you know like
1: yeah i
0: would have looked at the other guys like all right uh
1: two of y'all two of us need to hold him while the other person runs back and grabs it You know, something like that was really weird. I don't like, I just don't get why people do the things that they do. I think that survivor strategy has advanced past the point of smart and to the point of stupid again. Yeah. Because like, like there's just like no brainer things people are messing up because they're way, they're trying to think of step 25 and it's like, dude, like, you just let him have the advantage you didn't even you didn't even follow him and see what it was cuz like if you walk over there with him to get it he has to when he opens it up tell you what it is or it's going to be really weird or he's going to look like the sketchy one if he doesn't tell you what it is so i obviously that doesn't matter because he went and told 5 people what it was anyways but still i like a lot of the things that people are doing don't make any sense. Like the vote splitting and stuff like that, it doesn't, it's not really like registering with me why they needed to vote split tonight. Like don't, you don't think it's possible that someone in your group of 10 is going to be like, nah, I ain't doing that. And yeah. mess it up for you. Like, what are you thinking? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like vote split. Once you like know the people you're playing with and there's 10 people left, and you're splitting 8 against 2 not when you're think you're splitting 10 against 2 that's that's crazy because there's going to be people in there that like you've barely really talked strategy with at all and now you're trusting them with a vote split it just doesn't make sense i don't i don't really think that these people are particularly good at playing survivor which is something we touched on last week they've left a lot of dumb strategists out there
0: well okay let me let me say this you said i think that uh people have it's gotten people have gotten too smart that they're kind of going back the other way i think it's more of like uh they're so smart that it's kind of running more into chaos really like i don't think there is a way to win the game like you can't go in and say this is how i'm gonna win and i can strategically be the best player in this whole thing but at the same time if i lose an immunity challenge and like you know, four people vote, put my name down. I could go home. Just like that has nothing to do with me. You know, these people are smart enough that it's like it. It all. It's for me. It's all just kind of chaos and luck at this point. It, most of it. I think that the margin of victory for the latest seasons of Survivor has gone. Has like whittled down. You know, like you watch old seasons of Survivor, you're like, dang, that person. Rob dominated Redemption Island. You know that person really dominated that season of Survivor. Present-day Survivor, I I mean, like, you could say Tony, I guess, dominated Winners of War. That's a question mark. And then other ones, I'm like, man, like, did Tommy really dominate that season, you know? Did Marianne really dominate that season? It's just kind of like these people were well-liked and they made enough moves and they made it to the end. But if you play that season 10 times over, they only win that one time, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think if you present yourself as a strategist that you have a chance to dominate the game. But I think the way that you win is to present yourself as a goofy guy, a non-threatening girl, a goofy girl, or something like that. Like, Tony was acting crazy in season 40, like building crazy ladders to climb stuff, like just doing things to make people write him off. And then you've got to, while you're doing that, you've got to be doing all these other things behind the scenes to put yourself in a position to where you can turn it on and once people realize they need to get you out, they can't because you've got an idol, you've got... This person in your back pocket, you know, they don't aren't with that person. Like, you've got to do so many things behind the scenes while you are presenting yourself as non threatening. So, yeah, like, you know, high last season, he's trying to run the game. That's not happening. Ricard, he's trying to run the game. That's not happening. Shan's trying to run the game. That's not happening. You have to play the game, but you have to let not let everyone know that you're playing the game. You've got to be building like strong social connections with people so that you're kind of lulling them to sleep and then flipping a switch when you need to. And that's why like that's what Gavler thinks he's doing. Like he said at the beginning of this episode, I'm I just did my thing. I'm gonna go and go under the radar now and then pop out when it's later. It's like, well, you shouldn't have like demanded you make get your way on the first vote at the merch. That's dumb. Like, you need to, like, probably never demand you get your way, but just put yourself in a position to where people are okay to let you drive for a couple votes around eight and seven so that you can then put yourself where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm two immunities and a fire-making challenge away, or I have an idol, so I'm going to get to final six, and then I'm an immunity challenge and a fire making challenge away, you know, stuff like that. Like, yeah, but the whole like strategic dominant thing is not happening anymore. Everyone's there's a, there's a benchmark that 90% of the people have hit strategy wise where that's not going to happen anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, like I, I feel good about where Cody and Jesse are and where Carla and James are because it feels like for both of those partnerships, they're letting each other like take the reins. Like Jesse explicitly said it tonight. It's like, yeah, like I don't really I don't really care to get Dwight out first. I want Noel. But like as long as I'm rocking with Cody still, we're solid. We can get Noel like a couple votes and he feels like he has agency. And it's like you want to have some agency, but you don't want all of it. Right. Like you want you want to make it clear that you're in the game and you're playing, but you also don't want to make yourself appear like you are playing the game better than everyone else outwardly, you know, until until final four. Then go nuts.
1: Yeah. Like you don't need to hit any home runs. You just need to get on base every vote. Yeah. Like Jesse's like, you know what? A home run for me tonight would be getting Noel out, but I'm okay with getting a double and getting Dwight out because it still advances my ultimate plan. Like, I, like Dwight, he's not in my long-term plans anyways. No big deal. And he's close to the person I'm trying to get out. It's just finding stuff like that to where no one's looking at you as the person that drove the vote. You're just the person that went along with the vote until you drive two in a row at final five, and then, boom, you're probably going to win Survivor. Easier said than done, though. Way easier said than done, because you don't get to choose at what point uh, you're a target. You don't get to choose at what point people are coming to you asking who to vote, uh, and that's why you see some weird stuff happen at six and seven and five because now everybody wants to drive. Everybody's like, "All right, I did my thing." Even you know, Will on Survivor, Millennials versus Gen X. He's 18 Mm -hmm. years old. He left high school to play Survivor. No one takes him seriously. And then at Final 7, he's like, tonight's the night I'm going to make my move. I'm not just a kid. I'm here to win. Dude, you're going to lose. You don't have a chance.
0: I mean, that's kind of set up for him, right? Like, you you walk into a tribe and you're like, hey, guys, I'm 18. They're like, okay. Like, I can get this guy on my side, but there's no chance he's going to win. You know, like, I can just kick him out later. Like, I feel like a lot of it is just... You know, the day an 18-year-old wins Survivor, uh, that's crazy. I guess Marianne wasn't much older than that, but, like, that's crazy. That's a whole nother level. I think know? Marianne, she's, like, 24. I think, she, I think she may have been younger. I don't know. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah. Um, I guess, okay, rapid fire. Who do you think has, like, the best place in the game? Who do you think is a dark horse to win that no one sees right now? And then who is, like, the lowest of the low? i can go first if you want okay uh carla i think is gonna win i think that they're they've basically written her out the last two episodes so like why put her in early in the season no one seems to be catching on that carla actually has power no one knows that she has an idol i think carla's gonna win like i think that's very clear and i think they heard the rumblings of like you need to put like the winners in the edit after erica and after marianne especially if they're women so like they put her in the edit. like Everybody knows, and I think she's going to win. It's going to be kind of boring, um, but I think she's going to win. Uh, the Dark Horse, I actually think like if there's a way Owen makes it to the final three, I think he's going to win. I saw a lot more of him tonight. He's actually thinking pretty smartly. I think I think he could actually win. And then the lowest of the low, I mean, Janine, Janine's game is down the pooper, especially if she lost her idol. Even if she has her idol, maybe even worse for her. I don't know. But those are my three right there.
1: Yeah, I'll just be different, and I'll say, I'll say Jesse uh, as my winner pick, um, just to be different. Dark Horse. I'm gonna say Cody. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he's okay to say that he's a dark horse. I mean, he's gotten a lot of screen time, but like, I don't, I I don't feel like in in Survivor Twitter, Survivor Reddit circles, people think Cody's gonna win. I think people are really drawn to the Carla's and the Jesse's and those types of circles, even like a Noel, uh, somebody like that. But yeah, I think, I think Cody has as good of a chance as anybody to win because I think yeah. he, I could see him getting to final six and then winning two immunities and fire making. Like I, I could totally yeah. see that. Like he's a very good all around challenge player and he has good social connections and I think he's connected to the right person with Jesse right now. Right. Um, I think Jesse's not dumb enough to try to go to the end with Cody. I think he would definitely try to cut him before then. But he might, I mean, you never know, he might not be able to.
0: This has a he JT an and Steven at the right vibes time. Yeah, to me. JT
1: and Steven, yeah. Yeah, JT and Steven vibes for sure. Uh, you know, I don't think they're quite as dominant as Wendell and Dominic. Um, but yeah, I think that, I could definitely see Cody winning. Uh, bottom, bottom of the totem pole. I'm gonna say. I guess I'm gonna say Gabler, just because I I don't think he's gonna win. I, yeah, I think he has a great chance to make it far. I just don't think he has a chance to win because I don't think he's like that. Could be part of his story arc as a winner is like he went from the tribe goof to someone that everyone respects and views as a father figure. That could happen. And I don't <laughs> yeah. want to rule that out, but yeah. I think he's he's probably someone at the bottom of the totem pole. Then you just got like the random middle people, like Sammy, Owen, Cassidy, James.
0: We just don't... Oh, Cassidy? Man. I think um, maybe. We'll see. She
1: could like... I don't know that we saw really anything from Cassidy tonight. Right. Um, yeah. Other than she did really good in the challenge. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I was really pulling for Cassidy and Carla when Carla fell through that thing. I thought that would have been cool if they been able to make it. Cause I think Cassidy could have, she could have oh, yeah. kept that thing I mean,
0: tight. 25% of her body weight is probably like 25 pounds. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And she looks like, you know, she's wiry, but you know, she's probably got good dexterity. I don't know. So Yeah yeah
0: uh, we got two minutes left uh titans chiefs what you got final score chiefs
1: twenty four titans sixteen
0: mm okay yeah i could totally see that i could totally see that i got i got chiefs uh seventeen titans sixteen you know i like i like this defense man looks good
1: yeah i mean if we get blown out it's gonna be um, really telling. Like, <laughs> like it's one thing. Like, if they play close against the Chiefs, you can still convince yourself like the Bills game was a fluke.
0: Yeah. If somebody knocks the Bills out of playoffs, we still got a shot.
1: I mean, honestly, like at halftime, all of us watching that Bills game were like, "Hey, we haven't played great and we're still in it." It was just like three really bad plays in the third quarter. And they right. happened all in like five minutes to- of real time. And that was the game. And the next thing you know, Willis is out there. But yeah, I could, I just, I want it to be close. I want us to play him close. If we get blown out again, it's going to be bad news bears for the Titans.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. With that, uh, the Clingers have spoken. This has been episode seven of season 43 of Survivor. I'm Joel Clinger. That's Michael Clinger. And yeah, we spoke. See you next week.
1: See you later.